Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. dedicated to Henry Farmer. In the year of the primal Welcome to Tuesday's Agitators Anonymous. For the time being, Tuesday is going to be music, um, metal, rock, all that kind of stuff. What a rock, yeah, of course. It's going to be about music. And Friday, it's going to be more like the social commentary, culture, politics, etc., etc., in as far as I can manage to make that division possible for the time being. Of course, going on tour. Now, this Friday, Primordial Swallow the Sun in Rome might make that a bit difficult, but we'll see. For this week, let's try it again. All right, Tuesday. So last week was the great Metallica debate between me and Adi from Solstafir. Um, and so this is part two. The show is sponsored by MetalBlade.com. If you're in North America, use the promo code ALAN. Go and take a look. All right, my Tuesday heavy metal fiends. This is the great Metallica debate, which starts after, let's say, Injustice for All up to the present day. Recording in progress. All right. All right. Part two. Listen to this. Yeah. Okay. Listen to this. And yeah. according to Nielsen SoundScan, um, oh. Kill 'em All is uh, three times. Okay, it doesn't actually give me the direct sales. Ride the Lightning, four and a half million, four million three hundred thirty-four thousand in the USA. Master Puppets, four point six million in the US, and just for all, five point four million in the US. Metallica, Metallica, seventeen million three hundred thousand in the US. Load, just over five million, and that's where we start. And then I'll release the rest of the figures as we go on. But there is five years between Metallica and Load, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. And this okay, is so actually this is actually um, the last one that I own, which I bought for like three euro. And I, but I do well, remember, I do remember buying Reload, but um, I don't know where it is. 
I, I bought this one when it came out. So okay. this is, uh, and I, I was going through my CDs. And I found, you know, I found this one. I mean, this is the black one. Oh yeah. So this is the one that, that I bought in 1991. It is, okay. it's pretty uh, solid, you know, solid state. Uh, I never bought that I, record. I never. Bought I still, I still remember when I heard this album. So did it come out in 1996? Yeah, 96. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I know it's like people say when Elvis died or JFK got shot. I know where I was with whom when I heard Until Sleeps for the first time. I was with my friend Benny uh, in my dad's Volsak and Golf. And I think he probably, it Car probably came on the... Car of the people. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, it probably came on the radio. Yeah. Uh, because we probably didn't have it yet. But okay, so little bit going back. I mean, uh, so far they haven't done a bad album, in your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Black one is good. Uh, just so is uh, without a doubt their greatest rhythm guitar piece of work. It's crazy good guitar sound, and you know the re the, the reverb is gone, and you know so it's 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 total metal. Just for all sort of the peak of the heavy metal career, yeah, and they slightly go into more rock version, even two almost ballads. This is strange. It's very strange, of course, that a, a band. I was, I'm saying this because they they take it even further. From a, for a band that did first song was hit the lights and they're doing songs such as Whiplash or Phantom Lord and they're doing Unforgiven and until it sleeps it's you know exodus or testament didn't really go there um so but what happens alan for metallica from 1991 till is it 96 why do i think it came out earlier no it's 96 according to the inlay okay so what happened to metallica from 91 to 96 um well i think i think a bunch of things happened obviously yeah. but the first one is a huge massive tour um which lasts for like two and a half years which is obviously got a lot of rock and roll this and that and the other attached to it that's got i think changes their outlook on being maybe angry young men with lots to prove to realizing how fucking they were at the top the pinnacle of everything and everything was available to them because let's be honest load and reload i mean there's a fucking there's such a whiff of cocaine and fucking partying and excess of this you know it's um yeah i think i mean i i, I personally think that there are riffs on load and reload that go back to the original influences of black sabbath i think you can hear maybe there's bits of danzig and coc and trouble even in the sure. crunch in the rock I don't think it's a bad record. I think it's too long. I think okay. I could. I think I could cut. Let's let's let's. I mean, even though it's you know, we can take them as a one album or two albums. Uh, I'm gonna say you over here. Uh, uh, but but I oh, also but but I also, but I also think that the landscape changed completely. I think that heavy metal was the reached its peak 
uh, with the Black Album, right? Well, let's say commercially. Sure. But the landscape changed and all of a sudden you have, I mean, you have Britpop and you have like Lars mentioning he doesn't listen to any heavy metal, wants to go on tour with Oasis. And I, th I don't, I think that what you see in the middle of the 90s is um, Lars Ulrich driving the train as opposed to James Hetfield, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but it's, it's got to... It's got to change you a little bit when you're hanging with, uh, you know, Motorhead or or uh, Anthrax or, you know, this these bands. All of a sudden, you're on Donington playing with them. I mean, this is cool. It looks like me and you, mate. Yeah, but like, this, it doesn't even look like James Hetfield. It I looks know. Like, but, it, you know. But, you know, James, James, uh, James said he didn't want to be the naysayer being boring guy. So he decided to play the game. This is Lars and Kirk, obviously. This whole flamboyant, wearing yeah. fur, fur and eyeliner. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Kirk kind of gets away with it. I mean, he looks like yeah. Michael Jackson today. So, yeah. Kirk kind of gets away with it with the spike hair and sort of the afro and eyeliner. It's kind of weird with James, but he has this sort of Wolverine look. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But this, uh, this picture, but, I mean. This is like this, straight, this is straight out of like awful, awful Britpop, like Elastica and fucking yeah, I know, um, pulp and shit like this. But but Alan, they become so famous. I mean, like I was saying, instead of hanging with Anthrax, they're hanging with ACDC or no, uh, I don't think I don't think they're even hanging with that. I think they're more likely to be hanging no. with, for example, Andre Serrano, the artist. Of the, yeah, they're hanging with I, artists and you know dealers and uh, as in art dealers, yeah, sort of. But, I, that, I, I'm more saying they're that big. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're not hanging with Malcolm Young when they come home from touring, but they're that on the bill. The fame is really getting to them. They're the huge. I mean, yeah. I think also touring with Guns N' Roses probably gave them a few. Exactly, hanging with Guns N' Roses, and um, I also want. I mean, just looking at the song. I mean, also it's clear that. You look at Injustice for All as one of the most angry records that you can imagine. The lyrics are really yeah. against the system, so to speak. Uh, the, the tone of load for me was we're now kind of part of the system and enjoying it. I mean, the lyrics are awful. They're fucking dreadful, mostly. Two by four, the house that Jack built. Okay, I mean, let's go Let's Ronnie, go with this. Ronnie? Let's go. Yeah, let's go with this. Uh, ain't my bitch. I think it's all right. Uh, two by four, I think it's crap. How's the yeah. jack built? It's not so good. Until the sleep is really cool. They yeah. made a really, really cool video with it. Yeah, it is a cool song. Yeah, there's no a doubt. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, Haldor, uh, he was sort of had a theory that Until the Sleeps was was a Fields of the Nephilim influenced. Think so? Yeah, possibly. It's, I could, a, it's, bit, it's a bit yeah, like a goth song. Yeah, I could see that. It's a bit like I've a goth seen, song. I've seen Hatfield wearing a Fields of the Nephilim t-shirt, and it's they, they're aware. They're aware of this. It sounds like a song that fits the image. Sure. King Nothing, I, it's all right. It's not really good. Yeah. Uh, Hero of the Day. I think Hero of the Day is a really good song. It's a very strange Metallica song. It's a really yeah. cool song. Yeah. They made a video... Kind of with humor in it, you yeah. know. James is a cowboy. Yeah, They're really taking it to a different direction. You can't say it's a bad song. It's just a really weird Metallica song. Yeah, "Bleeding Me" is a really, really, really good song. Yeah, that's a great song. Uh, "Pure," I think, is what I know. I'm just looking at the songwriting credits. Yeah. Who, are, who are writing all the songs? 
I think it's just the duo, man. Hatfield. No, no. Hammett's got Hammett's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven co-writers. Uh, okay. Not um, a single one with uh, our boy. No, not one with Newstead. Not one. No. Not one. But he he only had like two or three writing credits in his fifteen years in the band. Yeah. Uh, so we're down to the cure. I think it's not a good song. No, it's bad. Poor Twisted Me is not so good. Wasting My Head is great. Yeah. I think that's a really good song. I don't remember it. Wasting My Head. It's a, it's the fastest song on the album. Okay. Uh, which is like been around the bush with ACDC fast. I'm not talking about Pete Sandoval here. Okay. Uh, Mama Said, I think it's a brilliant song. Yeah. I, again... I mean, imagine. I mean, you know, imagine when the haters and the naysayers heard "Fade to Black." It's like, what the fuck is this crap? Yeah. They went ballistic when they heard well, "Mama Set." I'll give you a, a a good story: is that my uncle did the art direction on that video. Really? Because he. Took it's a great video, and the, the, James is in the back of the car, and yeah, yeah, my, because he took. He did. Uh, maybe people don't know this, but he did the artwork for U two. He still does all U 2s artwork. Steve Averill. And he took the photograph on the front of Joshua Tree. And so Metallica wanted hold, to reference... Hold, hold on. No, that can't be. That's like... Uh, what's his name? No, it's my uncle took it. Really? Yeah. His name... You can see his name in the back of all U2 records. Steve. I Apple. thought it was Anton Corbin. No, the, Anton Corbin does the art direction in this. But for but, sure... But Anton Corbin did all this U2 thing stuff. Um, but he, he did these, though. Yeah, he did these for sure. Now, and I think Anton Corbin is the link to doing this and then for you two finding my uncle because okay, um, okay. because they're they're friends, Anton Corbin and my uncle from back in the eighties, apparently, if I'm not getting this I incorrect. Mean, this is this is this is crazy stuff. I mean you can't this is here. Yeah. Newstead and Lars, I mean <laughs> no. Lars is I mean on the black album he was sporting a white leather jacket, which was very flamboyant. He's yeah, wearing a white white fur coat here. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, whatever. It doesn't bother me that much. It's more these these images are more like silly, but yeah, my uncle did that, and he went out to um, help the art direction of the video, and they basically wanted to drive around the the, the region where the Joshua Tree artwork by U two was yeah. shot. So I said, what well, he didn't tell me for years because he just you know, and then I said, what were they like? And he goes, oh, the big guy didn't say much, and the little guy was really annoying. <laughs> well, you should say, and James. You should thank your uncle. Because uh, when we were doing uh, the soul stuff, we were doing uh, our uh, Ota album, we sort of thought, oh, let's kind of just copy the uh, Joshua Tree look. Yeah. yeah. But, Alan, some of this photo here, I, I like this sort of, I mean, I love Hatfield. I, yeah. Hatfield with this whole Wolverine look. Yeah, yeah. I not... mean, it. It's a bad boy look, man. I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not hating on it. I don't hate it. It. I just. He can. He can pull off the bad boy thing. I just don't know the others can pull off the rock and roll thing. Kirk Hammett looks like a sort of Cuban drug dealer, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no. From yeah. a 1970s movie, it's it's obviously Newstead who's the most uncomfortable. But like, I mean, I don't hate. I understand that between and Justice for All and Load is eight years, and a lot has changed in eight years, and they they've ceased to be. Our band, and they're now everybody's band, so they have to yeah, but, morph and change. I mean, but Alan, this a, this here is not it's not a metal album; it's a rock oh, album. Yeah, it's a rock album. That's what I mean. So that might, so in a sense, when you listen to Metallica talking in eighty one, eighty two, and they're mentioning Sabbath, ZZ Top, 
they're mentioning 70s rock bands grand funk and stuff i mean i can hear you can, yeah yeah you can hear sabbath in this you know it's no problem with that um sure but but it, it's 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 just because they did metal militia a few years before so sure. people feel like oh but they're not turning into dubstep here it's no, just no. a rock a rock version of metallica yeah yeah no i mean i don't i don't hate it um i i mean like i do think there's I understand what they're going for. They're going for like a sort of slightly film noir, slightly vaguely gothic hard rock, and that's okay. I mean, if they if they'd gone backwards in '96 into where they were in '87, '88, tried to make an aggressive record, wouldn't make any sense. So I'm not a, I'm not a hater of Load. You know, I mean, no, I, think, the, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't like the whole. I don't think the artwork has aged very well. I think the aesthetic inside, when I looked at it, I was like, this is a pretty cool band photo. Well, you know, you know what it is though. Andre Serrano, piss, yeah, piss Christ. No, this year. Yeah, it's it's sperm than blood or something, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Well, Andre Serrano got popular with that um, piss Christ, the crucifix submerged in urine. That's where he came from. All right. Uh, okay, so we have uh, next song is Thorn Within. I don't it's remember. Not it. that good. No, Ronnie is bad. Yeah. Outlaw, Outlaw, Outlaw Thorn. It's probably the best song in the album. Yeah, this is a pretty good song, I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh. I mean, even when they, they've done it on both S and M albums, gigs, okay, which is a brilliant version with it. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of you know, like you say, it's a lot of deep purple. There's some Alice Chains on this album. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, there uh, Sabbath. So I mean, I forget. My... It's got it. Yeah, like I said, it's got a sort of sort of vaguely southern dark gothic rock vibe to it that sometimes hits the spot and other times just doesn't really work you know but they've always sort of been not repeating themselves going further trying weird things i mean you know from writing nine minute metal songs with clicky bass drums and uh, no bass on the songs or but you know this is this is you know i i don't know if it's ballsy move it's a weird move but uh it's not terrible. Uh, no, I mean, no. Okay, okay. I'm so I'm I'm looking here now. A year later, we get reload. I'm looking yeah. at the song, the track listing here. And See this? Um, yeah, yeah. This okay. is probably the most valuable album I have. Good. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> I so I, don't, I couldn't find, even find this to own, or like I don't. I I remember buying it on CD for like three pounds, but I can't find it. I never had it on CD, so I only have this. Uh, but okay, let me stop you there for a second. Sure. Uh, all these songs are recorded in the same session, right? All both albums, really? Twenty-eight songs. Okay. So it's it's twenty-eight songs uh, recorded at the same time. I still don't understand why the hell did they do two albums with fourteen songs? Because obviously they're all not good. Yeah. And imagine if they only did like one, I don't know, ten song album. Yeah, I maybe it's I guess a complete maybe, maybe different maybe thought, game. Maybe they just thought, well, it's been five years. Let's fucking put everything out. Or I think they were also very into this idea of um, the songs being almost like sketches, artistic sketches, and some of them are half realized. Yeah. You put them out, and there's not the, the the tight quality control of riff seems to be completely gone. I mean, I agree with you. I think between both albums, there's a 10-song, really good, sort of quite dark, vaguely gothic rock, stomping, yeah. 
you know, with a two good ballads. There is a there is a really good record between both of them. Uh, let's go over the songs here. Uh, well, an inter uh, interesting thing I see here. Uh, Newstead has a uh, writing credit here. Of one song. Where the wild so, things are. Yeah. So out of 28 songs, he has one credit. I mean, it sounds like he was barely even involved, you know. But then again, I mean, you can hear a lot of bass on this album. Yeah, so. it, it does. It. I mean, the production, you've got to give it to both Load and Reload. The production is fucking really nice as a rock record. Like, big, solid drums, big open yeah, bass end. The bass end is really nice, you know. Yeah, it's a good bass sound. I mean, you know, it's not a, not a production that ages badly. I mean, nothing no, like no, that. I, I agree with you. I played a few songs earlier, and I was like, well, okay. Like, I played Until It Sleeps, and I went, this is a good song, you know. It is a good song. Yeah, and you know it's very this Mad Max thing. Well, the videos we didn't talk about them. They did a few. I, I mean, Anti Sandman is not a really cool video today. I think it's overplayed, but like this Unforgiven stuff, uh, it's pretty good. They did some cool videos for this. I like the Unforgiven uh, Two as a song. It's good. The Unforgiven Two. It. I think Unforgiven Two. It's it's even even better. I mean, yeah. I think it's a great song. I mean, fuel. So, fuel. Uh, I mean, what do you think about it? It's okay. It's a good, it's a decent rock song. It, at least it opens the album with a bit of a kick in the arse, and it's got a bit of um, it's got a decent vocal performance. It's not a bad rock song. That that's another thing I was going to mention. You were talking about a thing you mentioned when Hatfield was so great on Just for All or something. I think here this mm. is just Hatfield. He's outdoing himself and being this character. I mean, if you yeah. listen to all, all the yeah, ooh. It's it's so extreme what he's doing on this album. It's almost like a. You, well, that, well, it makes sense because the lyrics are a caricature, like a yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's almost like reaction. funny. Yeah, yeah. It's all the oohs and yes. Yeah. Which you know you wouldn't really hear them on just for all because it's a way more serious. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's more it's more it's, it's rock and roll. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's all the yes. I mean, fuel is still on their set list. It's kind of been there. Yeah. In, uh, I, I think out of all songs, out of 28 songs, uh, I would say that, correct me if I'm wrong, which I know you're not going to do, I think Fuel has been the most played song live out of all of them. Since, this, yeah. since they both came out. Yeah, yeah. I would say that. I would say that all right, yeah. Memory Remains is kind of funny song. I mean, getting Marianne Faithful... They, again, they're trying to. I suppose they're some in somehow trying to connect to the lineage of the Rolling Stones in that late sixties, early seventies. I think that's kind of what they were leaning into, trying to like this sort of um, slightly, as I said, gothic, tragic late sixties, early seventies rock iconography. They're trying to be those people, the, the the connect to the you know the Brian Joneses and all those kind of tragic rock figures where are RT and hipster yeah and, and Lou Reed and Velvet Underground and this and tap into a certain kind of lyricism or something it's which is not it's not entirely um it does work here and there when it works some like I don't think Memory Remains is a bad song I you know it's odd but it, it's it's, it's a nice it's a cool stadium song I mean you know they're doing it to stadiums and it's it's pretty cool uh Devil's Dance I don't remember I've, it no, it's nothing special. So many of them are just like this. Uh, 
I'm not going to say silly, but simple yeah. stone, stoner rock yeah. hooks. It sounds like a lot. I mean, I don't know whether they were being influenced by stoner rock, but it certainly sounds like there's some... Yeah, 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 just jamming stuff. Fu Manchu and Caius and stuff like that. And I remember when, when they were uh, Vanessa Warwick, you know, we all liked Vanessa Warwick in the 90s. Sure. She was uh, interviewing Lars uh, Donington, you know, when they were doing this, and he always used the word loose. They're working yeah. it very looser. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that actually, if you take a band like Queens of the Stone Age, for example, they do what Metallica tried to do in these albums way, way, way better. This kind of yeah, loose, probably. Yeah, sexy, yeah. dirty yeah. rock and roll with like a sort of a very you know respectful nod to the late 60s early 70s but they the queens captured a kind of a a kind of sleazy kind of very clever songwriting uh thing that i'm not that i feel these albums are trying to capture and they sometimes do and sometimes don't but sexy but this... metallica sexy metallica isn't it's, somehow they never quite get to there like the cult it's probably because they still have they have metal militia background and yeah. they're still very metal big bass drums here yeah, yeah it's it's very big drums and well i think it's more of a, maybe it's more of a mentality i don't know i mean it's um it's a hard thing to do to make that sort of late 60s 70s kind of like what's call it like yeah. sexy sort of rock and roll which is almost completely gone from the landscape now you know um yeah but exactly mid to late night mid 90s yeah i mean i don't know maybe it's it's trying to do something you know i i de again now we're coming at carpe diem baby that's a terribly that's a terrible pun terrible idea um where you know prince charming really adam and the ants low man's lyric i attitude I yeah i mean there's there's some stuff, songs that i you know, i don't think there are i think uh I don't know, man. Where the wild things are, it's it's cool. Loman's lyrics, it's all right. They played Fixer the other day for the first time ever. Really? Why? It's like an uh, on the 40th anniversary. Oh. I think they had. Uh, I think they basically Lars basically went on his Instagram account to say, "Hey, man, what songs do you want to hear on the anniversary concert?" Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. And uh, <laughs> well. Uh, and they played Fixer, uh, and you can hear James saying at the end of the song, "Well, now you know why we never play this song." Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's just a fan stuff, but uh, I think you're I, right. I think you're right when you talk about this era. Um, I mean, when is this Garage Days two revisited? What year? What era is that? It's like ninety nine eight. 1998. Yeah, okay, that, because I think that's when uh, James's vocals are absolutely fucking amazing. So I, I do think you are right. He has a great. His voice is in really good, a really good place in between 95, 96, and 98, 99. Like it's it's strong, you know. Oh yeah. Another thing that uh that happened is that uh, uh I'm not sure about these albums if they are in standard E, but they. They recorded the Black Album in standard E, and mm. on the tour, they went down half a, half a note. Really? So, so like a semitone. Yeah, semitone. They haven't played Enter Sandman and everything in standard E since '91. So everything is half semitone down. So okay. it's probably you know easier for him. Yeah, yeah. Some of the songs sound cooler. I mean, Stick and Destroy is a little bit heavier, and you know. 
I don't know if this is recorded in semitone down or is it in E, but Hatfield's voice is really, he sort of mastered the whole, yeah, mm. you know, this whole thing. But, you know, we agree that this here yeah. and this one here, yeah. it's one hell of a, if it would be a 10-song album. Yeah. Big killer, man. But, even you know, a, even, a, even a 12-song album, I'll grant them. Sure, it, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 or 12-song, it would be a good southern-tinged, bluesy, loose rock album that, um, you know, could, could, could at least wave a stick at some of the, the best albums of that or decent albums of that genre. I mean, all, the, all, all, all the B songs are still here, so it's kind of makes yeah. no sense. You know, yeah, but you know. Uh, they also did, like, in this era, Cunning Stunts live yeah, yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. At that time, they're playing more of these load stuff. They're playing a lot of, I think... Uh, I, do you have a window open there? Yeah. Can you Google I'm, it up? I'm looking at... Well, what I'm looking at, for example, is all of their releases because there's some things here I don't know. Can you use, I mean, for the record, I'm not Googling anything here or checking anything. It's just, I might be bullshitting, but I'm just saying what I know on the top of my mind. They are doing sort of medleys from Ride the Lightning, Kill Em oh, All. I hated this shit. Yeah, I hated yeah. it. I so so the, it's Cunning, almost like... Running stunts, Cunning... stunts is 98. S&M is okay. 99 and Garage Days Revisited is 98. That we should talk about those, you know. So I never, th I don't really know. Like I said, I saw them at this period somewhere and I, I almost walked out when they did medleys of old songs. It's like, fuck off, like, you know. Yeah, I think they were too hooked up in being this band at that yeah. time. Yeah. So today, it's funny seeing them today when they maybe play one song out of the whole 28 songs. Yeah. And then maybe doing four songs out of Ride the Lightning. Yeah, but that happens. They've been doing that happens yeah. to a lot of old bands. You don't you don't see ACDC anymore playing Who Made Who or Shake Your Foundations or, I mean, they just there's a whole era from about yeah. eighty two to ninety two. It's just gone. I mean, I, I I would quite like to hear Who Made Who now. Ah, uh, yeah, but okay. they have so many stuff. You know, let's do the ACDC stuff later. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Cunning stunts. I mean, so they're there. Uh, they're kind of big. I mean, they're huge. Yeah. Uh, they're sort of, sort of, uh, you know, doing medleys. They're not playing Ride the Lightning the whole songs, or they've never played, of course, or Iron and the cool shit. They're doing sort of being. They're being the rock band. Yeah. When the, today it's different. They've gone. I mean, playing half of Ride the Lightning in. 2021 it's kind of, it's kind of fucking cool yeah um but so I, I i do i mean i love garage days revisited i think it's fucking brilliant i think the sound is great the tone is great the song choice well, it's a, great. Uh, but, but it's, it's a lot of well of the first cd is all the same recordings right second cd is a mix um well i don't know i mean it's you've got You've got some of the ones from the first one, right? But you've got like the Merciful Fate medley is great, objectively. Yeah, okay, read read the list. I mean, there's like discharge. There is. Let me do it now. Blacks. Put on my uh, fucking hang on. I think CD two is uh is a mix. It has like Blitzkrieg, uh, all the Motorhead ones. All right, um, all right. Free speech for the dumb. Okay, discharge. It's electric. Diamond Head, cool. Sabra Cadaver is great. Turn the page is fucking brilliant. 
Yeah. Die, die, my darling. Okay, we've heard that before. Lover Man, Nick Cave. It's fucking good. Merciful Really Family cool. Great. Astronomy. Merciful, Blue Oyster Cult. The, it's fucking good. Yeah. Whiskey in the yeah. Jar. It's okay. It's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Skinner, Tuesday's Gone. Good. The More I See, again, Discharge. I don't really remember that. Okay, then you've got the original EP. Then you've got Am I Evil, blah, 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 blah. Bread Fan, The Prince, Don't Go Crazy, So What, Killing Time, Sweet Savage is on there. And then you've got the Motorhead medley. Four songs. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, there's nothing on there that I fucking dislike. No, I mean, I mean, they have, they've always, that's the whole thing. I mean, they started off by playing Diamond Hand and Motorhead covers in LA in 1981. Uh, they just didn't tell people that they didn't write the songs. But I, what, always... I do, what I do like about it is that they haven't um, given in to their own, um, let's say, I'm not going to say image of the time, but on, whereas you take Slayer with um, that fucking punk covers thing they did, you don't see Slayer going, well, you know, we were actually into Venom and they went really with the punk MTV zeitgeist of the time and released this album that I at the time refused to listen to because it didn't have their actual influences on it. And then from 81 and stuff. But at least with Metallica, yeah. when I saw Garage Days, I was like, all right, okay, what is this going to be? And then Merciful Fate medley. I was like, holy yeah, fuck. I mean, they're, it's they're actually really acknowledging where they came from along with other things. And it's brilliant. Like, I feel killed have, that medley, you know? Have you have you seen uh, King Diamond sing this with them? Yeah, it's fucking great, yeah. They did, they did it in uh, Texas. Yeah, they were playing Ozfest uh, or something in Texas. Yeah, it's like more than ten years ago. More, yeah, it's like way more. Yeah, I years. think fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fifteen years ago. Then they did it again yeah. with the whole Bristol Fate guys on the thirtieth anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And they're playing. I mean, funny this. They're playing Diamond. Uh, they're playing Ozfest uh, in Texas. Yeah. Uh, and they bring King Diamond to the states. He lives, of course, in Texas, Dallas. Yeah. And when people expect to hear. Nothing else matters, and the yeah. Sandman. All, all these fans, which is cool. Yeah. No, let's let's bring King Diamond to stage into ten minutes of Merciful Fate songs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I know a it's lot great. of pers- Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great release. We agree on that one. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I can't fault it. I think I think Turn the Page is brilliant. Totally suits Hetfield's voice. The production, That's, the tone, yeah. the bass end is fucking great, you know? Uh, the uh, video for that one is, I think it's probably Johan, Jonas Ockerlund. Maybe. I think I think Jonas Ockerlund did. Did he? Are you sure? Google this it fuck, up. This, I fucking, think. this fucking idiot who made that fucking black metal movie. He's done a great uh, deal. Madonna of, and uh, stuff like that he did as well, yeah. He's done uh, Pumpkins, uh, Ramstein, Marlon Manson, Metallica. Hmm. Okay, well then you've got after this you've got S and M. Now I must admit this left me on the shore. Um, S and M, but Simfrits. I only listen to really listen to like Call of Cthulhu from and a few things. I don't. I'm not really that familiar with this because at the time it just seemed like a millionaire's folly. It was just like, oh, okay, we get now. This has gone full into yes, kind of you know, um, with an orchestra territory, and I just wasn't interested. You know, ninety eight, ninety nine weren't great years for heavy metal, really. You know, no, seven, ninety eight. I, I mean. I was never a super fan of it, uh, but I did go to this SMN2 uh, in the cinema like really? two or three years ago. It was great. It certainly wasn't yeah, two I, years ago, darling. It must have been. No, two. it's five. Uh, so, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I guess it's okay. Uh, no, no Leaf Clover comes out of it. It's a cool song. Is it? But, uh, yeah. Michael Kamen. Uh, uh, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't that much fan of it. It's an okay release. I mean, I think the new one was better. Right. That's the, the, I, I, uh, I didn't even know there was a new one. So there you go. They did uh, the uh, the cello player from. I mean, maybe I got this wrong, but the cello player from the San Francisco Orchestra. Mm, sure. Played uh, pulling teeth okay. on an electric electric cello. Oh right, cool. I'm not. It was. It was fucking goosebumps moment. It was crazy cool. So, uh, and it did, you know, uh, again, uh, Outlaw Thorn. Uh, I, I like, I like, I like SMN 2 better than 1. I don't know why. Um, I must, I'll go back and have a listen to them. I mean, it just kind of, again, it's just something that just didn't captivate my interest at the time. I think I was just only interested in underground stuff. And it's like, Okay, Metallic with an orchestra. I don't care about this. Um, just didn't really do anything for me, you know. So you were basically too cool for school, right? That's that's yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. For all of those. Uh, so where are we now? Are we in '99? We're at '99, 2000, and so we're got, we're about to uh, sort of step into the, I think, the worst period in in, in Metallica history. And so we are about to about to enter this. Yeah. Yep, we are. Yeah, this is a weird era, man. I mean, this is a... Uh... It's not weird. It's just shit. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's This weird. is a fucking awful, awful record. <laughs> well, uh, no. It's, uh, it speaks to me of... Um, it speaks to me of exactly what did... You see, also, this is around the time shortly after this where the movie came out. And I hated, yeah. them, I hated them for the movie, because I Why? just because I thought here were a band who in the 1980s were our heroes, who stood up for the yeah. people on the outside, who stood up for rebels, who were like outside the mainstream, and then you see them, you know, um, writing songs with a, a guy like a, a some sort of therapist who speak who's paid forty thousand dollars a month. The only person who comes out of that movie with any integrity is Jason Newsted, because he fucking walked. Um, it's sure. just to not understand that they're in the middle of a complete million, millionaire's folly and meltdown. No, I admire the honesty in a way, but it portrays them as just detached. But Alan, but, 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 Alan, Alan, they didn't have to show that. They didn't have to do it. It was just one blink from Hatfield saying, no, I don't want it off. Yeah, uh, but, they but, they but, made, a con made a conscious decision to do this. Yeah. Which uh, I but... But we, we both know that being in a band for 20 years plus, it's not always easy. No, but you don't have to. I mean, no, it's not. But at the same time, it's sent. I, I get the feeling now, given that time again, that Hetfield would go, we're not doing this. I don't think it was his project. I think he was dealing with alcoholism. I think he was going in recovery. I think that he was in therapy. And like to, to me, St. Anger is an album that it, it, all it speaks to me of is therapy. It's a but, therapy. Okay, are we record. talking about the movie or the album? Both, both, both. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think there there are ways for, for both for the their coping mechanisms. They just happen to be coping mechanisms that we didn't need to see or hear. Yeah, there are demos that could have just stayed on the shelf because the music because it's uh, there. It, it basically, I think what happened is they went to therapy, as you can see in the movie, and they went to the lyrics are fucking terrible. They're therapy speak lyrics. And I think they came back and went, right, we're, we've got something to say to young people. And they went, what is it? Like they tried to reconnect with a sort of youthful, 
anger and exuberance that you can't when you're twenty yeah. millionaire. But I think it's um, sh sure. I mean, of course, they're not. The year is not nineteen eighty three anymore. Uh, no. But what they could have done was employed somebody who didn't bullshit them to. If they really wanted to like song write with somebody who was younger and understood, they could have found somebody within the scene who kind of went, I think you should fucking edit these songs down, get a proper drum production. And you're like trying to somehow they were trying to Yeah, but okay. But they okay. didn't understand. There is there is though, if you uh if you if you bought the album, the CD, uh, along with the CD comes a rehearsal recording video of the songs from rehearsal. Right, I never saw that. It has studio sound and all. And it has better. It's basically live recordings recorded in studio with a decent snare sound. Okay. Yeah. So um, you can hear the songs there played live mm. uh, um, with a different snare. Uh, some of the songs are, dare I say, not that good. Okay. Some of go. the songs, yeah. some of the songs I think are really good. Right. I think uh, Sweet Amber, good song. Invisible Kid, good song. Really? Uh, I like Saint Anger. Uh, there's some songs that are not really good here. I have to admit that. But I don't think it's a bad album. I just don't think it's uh, next to all the other ones. I mean, it's, it's you know, it doesn't stand a chance. No, but I, I mean, I, I think it is a bad album. I think it's yeah. objectively really bad i i mean I, if somebody gave it to me to review it would have got two or three out of ten for me like it's the songs are long sprawling they're lacking dynamic they are they are very long yeah they're but, stupidly but, long you know the, the weird thing is that 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 sort of marked this album is that they gave into the whole idea of not having guitar solos that's a sort of why why did you do that because yeah, metallica has always been a guitar solo band it's always why? been but why do they? I agree with you. Uh, like, why? Why would you make a stand on that? Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. modern, or it's not. It's no, not like it's, it's not like all the other bands at the time were going. Maybe like guitar solos in sort of I don't know Brit poppy indie music were out. But Metallica has nothing to do with that in its sense. You know, it just like even Oasis. I mean, even Oasis have guitar solos. Yeah, it sounds like a weird. It seems like a weird miscalculated stand to make. To yeah. try and modernize it's like okay well if you're gonna have songs that have no guitar solos don't make the fucking songs eight minutes but you know i know make them like discharge I, discharge didn't have fucking guitar solos. i know i know but i think the band was literally dying okay yeah, so yeah. the band is literally dying uh the, the whole two guys they don't speak uh the atmosphere in the band is terrible and of course jason leaves yeah uh again they're like uh for a while, they're a two-man band. Only Kirk is there mm. and Lars. Yeah. So they're not coming from, uh, oh, we, we, we wrote uh, Master of Puppets two years ago. We had mm. the hottest shit on the planet. They're just lonesome, fucked-up millionaires. Yeah, yeah. Doing I, nothing. I, I totally understand. I, I mean, I totally understand the context, which is fine. But to be really objective and brute and harsh about the record, I think it's a very... It, poor record. It sounds like a record that maybe if they'd used these as demos in a template and left them alone yeah. for a year and then come back a year later and gone, let's salvage the good riffs and make a compact album yeah, yeah. focused sure. ideas. Maybe but that then, the, then again, the, the whole snare thing sort of... Po, 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 po. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not going to defend that shit. I, 
it was obviously it's it was not Kirk Hammett's idea, not James. We know whose idea it was. Well, where does it come from? It's a crazy fucking, idea. Fucking Lars Ulrich. Man. I, well, I know. I, mean, I, I remember reading an interview with him, and he's talking about Meshuggah. That's like, okay, Meshuggah. This is the wrong thing for Metallica to be yeah. trying to take influence from. Like, come on, guys. But you know, they've always been a risk takers and trying to do different things. But uh, but you have to be sort of brave enough to take fucked up chances. I mean, they have in the past, uh, but this one wasn't really the right one. I mean, no. So you know, I, I you know, it doesn't make this album better. The damn snare sounds, and I think you know, it's not it's not the best album. No. I mean, it's probably. Did you see uh, them live? At, did you see them live at this period? I have. There's a, there's a there's almost fifteen yeah, yeah, years did. where I never saw Metallica. I didn't see Metallica for I think I saw them at Dynamo ninety eight, and then I didn't. What? See I was there. Did yeah. you see them ninety eight? Yeah. So we, we were both there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We were both there. Man of War was on the other night. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we were both there. Yeah. Okay. Merciful Fate was on the same day, and they were first, which was crazy. Yeah. The main stage, but like, Dynamo ninety eight. And then I didn't see Metallica until the 2010s plus. Yeah, so I saw them 98 with you. You remember you hanging? No. Yeah, yeah. So it's they 78, came. 78. Yeah, yeah. They came to Iceland. Uh, no, I saw them, uh, Ross Gilder or something, year of 2000. Okay, yeah. And of course, that, that sort of hits playing Ross Gilder. They, play, they came to Iceland in 2004. 2004. So that's this tour. I think they played Frantic and Saint Anger. Okay. But I mean, it's a two and a half hour show with 15 minutes from Saint Anger. The rest yeah. is just hits. So yeah, I was, I'm a fanboy. It was you know first time they arrived to Iceland. Yeah. I, I didn't give a shit about this. I mean, uh, yeah. they were great. Yeah. They were great. Uh, I did see them. I did see them. In 2017, the last time in Copenhagen, Royal Arena. Okay. I mean, they were fucking awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah. anyway, are we done with this album? Um, yeah, I get, I mean, I, I'm, a, I, I'm allowed, every band is allowed a misstep. I don't feel like I take own, metal fans, I think, often take ownership of their bands. Yeah. It's so terribly offended. But the Metallica that we knew that stood for us hasn't really existed for me since 88. And yeah. so an album like St. Anger is, again, Millionaire's Folly, which is just, it has nothing to say. And that's the most damning thing you could say about it. Yeah, I mean... Like, they went to therapy, they sobered up, maybe, and then they came out and they went, right, and then there was nothing in the tank. And instead I of mean, waiting... I, I agree. Demos, you know... This is... Uh, on the list, this is their worst album. Yeah, easily, yeah. Absolutely. Because the other ones are so fucking good. Well, so, you know... Yeah, well, I mean... Yes, to varying degrees, but like, I mean, um, I mean, it's that the, the one with the video in the prison or something, I heard that I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? I, I, und I understand you say it's crap, I don't think it's crap. Uh, maybe I'm being objective or whatever because I fucking love them, but you know, right? It, it's, I'm, I'm not gonna call this a masterpiece, okay? okay. <laughs> um, all right, we go next, we go for five years, uh, to 2008. And I, okay. we, get, we get Death do, Magnetic. Do they? I don't, do, I don't think there's, there's no other. Oh, no, hang on. When is this bullshit Lulu released? Oh, no, that's that's afterwards. Okay, we can that's get it. That's after. So it's a nothing between Saint Anger 
and Death Magnetic. No, it doesn't seem to be for five years. You don't get any. Um, there's a, obviously some box sets or some other crap, but there's no. Ah, uh, fuck that. No, no, you have. Um, Saint Anger released June the fifth, two thousand and three, on Electra, and then they were gone from Electra. Then Death Magnetic, two thousand and eight, Warner Brothers. Now let's be reload sold according to Wikipedia here, four million copies in the USA, right? At in mm -hmm. nineteen ninety seven. St. Anger is released, and it's, according to this, it sits at 2 million. Now, Death Magnetic, uh, it's weird. It's also at 2 million, like per, totally precise, which doesn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, so Death Magnetic comes out in 2008. This, yeah. My main problem with this um, is what appears to be Metallica trying to uh, win the Mastering Wars. And this album is just so badly... Yeah, yeah, Master but you know, the, the whole loudness war. I remember, you know, I was living in Glasgow when this comes out. Uh, I was counting the minutes. Uh, Were you really? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I went to uh, Argyle Street and bought it in a record store there. Uh, I really like this album. Uh, I don't have it here, though. Uh, can you read me the uh, track list? Because I'm just looking at exactly that because I realized that I don't know any of these songs except for okay the, that was just your life it's an okay song end of the line not that good broken beat and scarred not but not beaten but beat it's an all right song a day that never comes i know I this fucking song. i fucking love it i think it's yeah. fucking brilliant it's like welcome home it's like it's high standard metallica song okay all nightmare long terrible lyric all nightmare long lads stop uh, like me, I could have all nightmare wrong. It's uh, it's a it's a great song. Really, great great song. Yeah, cyanide yeah. Cyanide with a Y. Cyanide is, it's an old, it's an okay song. It, it it was a single from the album. It's uh, I think all nightmare long is uh, it has a, a great double paddle part. You know, Lars in the studio. Uh, uh yeah. Um, Cyanide is it's it's not it's not that good. It's Unforgiven okay. three, which I don't think I don't know if I've it's, ever heard. It's it's really you've never heard this. What have you been living know. in a fucking cave? Oh yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I mean it, it again. I paid limited attention to this. Yeah, okay. I think Unforgiven uh, uh, three is a great song. Okay, the Judas kiss. Judas is It's cool. It's a great song. Is it good song? It's a good song. Suicide Redemption, great my uh, Suicide Redemption, my apologies. that's Suicide Redemption is uh, sort of uh, the instrumental song. It's uh, probably an eight-minute instrumental song or something. Why is it so? Why did Ruben make such a fucking awful idea, awful job of this? Or rather, Ted Jensen and mastering. Okay, let's uh, let's carry on here. Uh, my Apocalypse, great song. Yeah, like like to quote Hetfield himself, I think Kirk Hammett wrote the main riff. And he was saying it's like Kirk writing Exodus riffs. It's a really good metal song. I mean, this is the most metal album they've done since 1988. Sure, I'd accept that. Yeah. So it's first most metal album in 20 years. I thought I don't think Rick Rubin. I mean, he's known to be a guy producing four albums at the same time. He'll show up in the studio for 20 minutes or not. Say oh, yes, no, yes, no, and leave. Ted Jensen because he did, he also did 13 by Black Sabbath which I thought was crap as well. 
the, the, the kind of peaky production. You know? Yeah, but I, th I mean, he's he, obviously he's famous because he produced a lot of great albums. Uh, like your favorite album of all time, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I know you love that album. The worst band, uh, what the worst rock I know. maybe of all, yeah. all we'll, time. We, we'll do that show next week, mate. Uh, after the REM show. Greatest rock vocalist of all time, Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's a bad singer. Anyway, uh, I mean, Ted Jensen was the mastering guy. And that's just, I feel I feel it for him, just like I feel for the mixing guy who mixed just sprawl because it's not his fault. I mean, yeah. Lars is basically holding the knob on the compression and turning it to 11. Yeah. And Ted, Ted Jensen said, I'm leaving. You're not putting my fucking name on this album. Really? And that's what happened. Yeah. You're not putting my name on this album because... Wow, I, this is not my ideology here. But it doesn't so, make any uh, it doesn't make any sense because, like, I mean, how is Lars allowed to do that? Because, like, it's clearly peaking and distorting, and it's ruining the tones. It's it's. I think it's again uh, Lars, or you know, Lars is God. We know that people listen. Uh, it's loudness war, peak of loudness war. Say, let's make it heavier. Let's make it heavier. Uh, let's make take the bass down. Uh, let's take the bass down. Uh, let's put more ping in the snare. Let's compress more. It's just like something like that. Um, again, Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin received the reward for producer of the year, apparently. But then again, that's probably for, uh, I know that he was the guy that, you know, again, a little bit of therapy saying, all right, lads, what were you listening to when you were 14? Find the child in you and go back and listen to Diamond Head and write songs as a Diamond Head fan. So he was taking them back into that. I don't think it really worked, to be honest. Um, I mean, uh, no, but but you know, it's it, it's a metal album. Um, but yeah. I mean, hey, Alan, don't forget, this came out before. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no, 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 it's, it's an improvement. It's just, yeah. It's. I mean, it's like all the so many old bands hadn't were trying to find their way back to the beginning. I mean, I think on this period, Megadeth are making the best albums of the old band. System has failed and stuff like that is so much better than what Metallica and Slayer and Megadeth uh, have uh, only uh, done one one good uh, album. So let's not talk about that. System has failed is is way better than all the stuff ever, all those other old bands were doing. Obviously, the Anthrax, but like. Um, Slayer. Why are we talking about Anthrax? Why are we talking about Anthrax? Please yeah, no, you shouldn't. You know, Slayer were in a bad position as well. They were making awful records. You know, I don't know. Like, it's it's Death Magnetic is all right, but I don't give it a free pass just because of how great it was and how nice. No, it no. Was to hear them playing ah. some riffs again. The point is, it's a it's a it's a it's a hard listen to get all the way from start to finish. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, they are making new albums. That's what they're doing. Metallica could have stopped making new albums and just. Play the hits and turn on the smoke machine, but uh, they're doing albums. Well, all those albums still make records. I mean, they still make something, you know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, are we gonna put it next to Master of Puppets? Fuck no! It no, just no, of course Fuck not. No, no, of but course no. not. But like, I get that. I mean, and it was nice to see the old logo back. Yeah, I mean, and, hey, hey, if you go to uh, what was it, Guitar Hero? Um, there was a version on Guitar Hero, yeah, non-compressed. Non yeah, what, much better. Yeah, so you can hear, I mean, if people are, I don't give a fuck about this compression, I don't care. Um, 
if you care about it, check out the Guitar Hero. If yeah, you yeah. don't like, you know. Yeah, no, I actually went and did that, and I thought it was much better. The, the yeah. uncompressed version for Guitar Hero. I think it's a, it's, it's a good album, and I think it's some great songs on it. My Apocalypse, uh, Day That Never Comes, uh, All Nightmare Long. Maybe we need, what we need maybe is a Spotify playlist from you post something or else of the of the 10 songs that you recommend from i don't know 2000 on or something and we could you could make it uh, like a a proper load i would love it <laughs> because this i think that would go well with the with this you know like kind of like 10 songs from let's say 2000 on that are really worth it and one and the one good album from load and reload as a as a as a spotify link that would be it's kind of cool. cool to make uh you know make the Load era album, mm. dude. Uh, I've had this conversation so many times. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you haven't. I'm made gonna it go. Yet. You're gonna go and do it. Make this, but you're gonna write. No, it no, 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 no. I, th- I, you know, I think. Uh, now I'm actually in my phone here. I think actually I have this uh, on my phone somewhere. You've done it already. But, but uh, now I'm just doing a bad. A bad uh, radio show uh, being checked in my phone. I don't know where it is, but I I, I did it sometime. I wrote these songs. I have I have the list. You have a face for radio, yes, as they say. Face um, for radio. <laughs> so where so I, I'll be well, done where, with this album. Yeah, where we are next is I think the, almost the lowest point, almost almost lower than Saint Anger, and that's Lulu. Okay, but dude. Show uh, me. Do I'm you own gonna... that record? Do you own that record? Did you waste some no, money no, on that? No, 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 no. We are here uh, to talk about Metallic albums. Lulu That's, is not a Metallic album. Well, it's Metallica with Lou Reed. Right? Ah, no, I'm not going to talk about it. Or Grandpa Simpson. It's... Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> uh, it's not a Metallic album, so therefore I pledge the fifth. Oh, okay. Well, I'll talk about that. <laughs> Now nah, this is just a fucking mess, isn't it? I don't know what's going on here. It's just—I mean, it sounds like they had this. Sounds, sounds kind of like they had fun, but it sounds like an album that they could, if they'd made it in '94, five between Load and Reload, it could have been better. But when they were in their cocaine, uh, a Velvet Undergroundy imagery kind of um, phase, that to maybe get Lou Reed in and on a song on Reload would have been cool. But by now, both tanks are running on empty. It's just fucking mess of riffs and the vocals and ugh, it's just. Some people think it's iconoclastic, which maybe it is, but it's also shit. Okay, we can move on. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, is there any other boxes of things that are a thing that? I mean, I mean, I, I can look. I look here and I see singles. Um, hate uh, train. When a blind I don't. Man I, cries. I I didn't like. Uh, okay, when a blind man cries is the, the purple, purple uh, cover, yeah. B-side B-side song. I think it's great. I know. I, I, uh, it's a great song. That's that song is great. Like, so that's that's sort of classic. I mean, Lars, of course, deep cut, deep purple fan, mm. uh, and he's been. I mean, like we agreed with uh, Lars was driving his car one day, listening to the radio. And he heard uh, "Turn the Page" and instantly thought, "Damn, that was for Fit Hetfield's voice." Yeah, and he was right. Yeah, he totally um, right. That's one of my yeah. favorite covers. Yeah, it's great. You know, he owned this song. They own yeah. this song now. 
Absolutely, yeah. And and, and the uh, original, the Bob Seger version of Bob Seger is great as well. It's Bob. Seger. It's great, but but it's it's like I don't know. Dare I say, Johnny Cash owning some cover songs he did. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, there, between two thousand and eight, two thousand and sixteen, which is Hardwired, and Metallica work on reconstructing movie. their metal image. Oh, they did the movie. They did the movie though. Did they? What's the What's the movie called? Oh, the crappy one with the story with the kid who has to find a thing and he's yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But oh yeah, so they did a few things in between. I mean, we're talking about the Metallica thing. Through the never, no, it's it. called. Through the never. Yeah, through the never. Yeah. But they they did uh, they did uh, make the made they made their own festival called Orion Festival. Oh yeah, but you didn't, it only lasted like two years or something, right? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, they were they were trying to do a European festival in the states. Yeah, I think they lost a lot of money, but they they called up all the friends, and uh, that's the coolest thing that happened on these festivals. I think it was the second year they played Hall of Kill 'Em All. Yeah, and they they also at this t- around this time they started to invite out younger, smaller metal bands out and tour them into. Oh, yeah. didn't they? The bring sword. They took they, they took Color Attack. They took the sword. Yeah, I think they even had Meshuggah. Did they not here and there? Tool. Oh no! It was Michigan. Yeah, they've cool. done. I mean, we've we've seen sort of, uh, I don't know, bands close to our radar. I mean, yeah, they Bell, tried. Bell, they tried, and I, I I I can respect that in a way. Like as we said in the last one, I think is that Iron Maiden never fucking did that. Even Judas Priest very often don't bring out a young, hungry, heavy metal band. I saw Judas Priest in the states, and they had fucking Steel Panther with them. It's like fuck off. But at least yeah, in this the, period, uh, at least in this period, Metallica like Fellertech. This is a really cool. cool kind of gesture. Yeah, yeah. Swart, finally, yeah. finally, to go like, okay, let's bring out some young bands. Now, it helped. Uh, although I will say, the last time they did it, they brought two of the worst bands, Bocasa and Girl Band. One of What's them from that? Ireland, they supported in Ireland, who are fucking dreadful. Bocasa. I, like, no, I never, never heard it. They did their last European tour. Some band that they handpicked who were playing opposite Dread Sovereign in Wales, when we uh, played in Wales last October to about 40 people in the on the bar opposite us. Oh. They're just awful rubbish. Like, but where does this come from? Whereas once that was Bocasa, or sorry, fucking Disord and Valertac, at least it's finger on the pulse stuff-ish. This, I don't know. More bullshit. When they played in Iceland in 2004, they had two local bands opening. Oh, yeah? How Brain Police. Oh yeah, Brain, Brain, yeah, Brain Police. Yeah, yeah. And Minus. So basically the hottest bands in Iceland at the time. Yeah. So that was really cool. I mean, but okay, going back to that, imagine this. There's just 300,000 people living in Iceland. You you do the math, Rainman. Yeah. <laughs> 300,000 people living in Iceland and 18,000 people went to Metallica. Okay, so that's... That's a fifteenth of the population, is it? Just under a seventeenth of the population. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. If you yeah. would do the math with London or something. Yeah, but, but six. Uh, yeah, roughly a sixteenth of the population. Yeah, that's fucking mental. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. Anyway, so uh, yeah, they did the movie uh, again. They're trying something different. The cool thing about the movie is uh, they are having the. Uh, Tesla coil in Ride the Lightning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes in, it lights up the... T- yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. Cool. Tes- Tesla coil comes down with yeah. Ride the Lightning. I mean, who the fuck does that shit? 
Anyway, and they have Dorothy or D Dolores. What's her name? Justice for All statue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolores, I think she's called. She's there. She falls down. And they have the crosses coming yeah, yeah. up like this from Master yeah, yeah. of Puppets. Yeah. So they're doing That was really, really cool. The I stage mean, show was really cool. It was just a story. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Totally. Yeah. But, but I guess, I guess they said, thought, hey, man, we've done cunning stunts and even had some fake accident there. So they're trying yeah. to do something spicy. It, the story did not make this more interesting. I, I, I did admire that, that when they did Glastonbury, I thought the video, they put the intro video of them on the hunt at the start, taking the piss out of them, out of, you know, because there were so many people complaining because James Heffield goes hunting. I thought their video at the start of the opening of oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. was very cool. Very <laughs> yeah, yeah cool. I saw that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really, a really well-aimed fuck you at all these people whinging about that, you know. Speaking of, I mean, one of the coolest thing about Metallica and something that did right is that they picked an intro in the early 80s. Yeah. Which they've used ever since. Yeah, super famous. It's It still sends a shiver down your spine when you hear it. Yeah, yeah. So you're there. Even if I would put it on a telly here, yeah, it's crazy goosebump shit. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. crowd goes berserk. Any any uh, Oricon, yeah, yeah. Very few, so, very few old bands manage to latch onto. It's almost the same as one May Iron Maiden with Churchill's speech, kind of. But certainly, it's the most famous and iconic and clever, as you say, choosing of an intro by one of those bands that is stuck with them. That is just think about is Slayer synonymous with an intro? Not really. No, 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 no. No, no, none of those bands. I mean, they're not the same level. But even even Priest or whatever, they're not synonymous with a this incredible intro, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, also speaking of that, they've been kind of lucky. Uh, they didn't get this big only because of Hetfield's right arm or Lars's, you know, laser fast double pedal. No, that's for sure. Uh, they had, you know, They've had the same crew for decades. I mean, mm. Big Mick is Big Mick is still the front of house, and I think he even has a different front of house guy. Uh, they've had the same management for a very long time, uh, so they've stuck. And another thing is cool that I think Lars is, is. You know, I love Lars. He still has Tama. He said, "When I was a nobody in like 1984 or something." They were willing to help me out. I'm going to have to find a picture of when I was out drinking with them to put up here now to flash up to annoy you. Uh, I wish I hadn't. I wonder where it is. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it doesn't exist. <laughs> you know who Ghost I, is. I. I, 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 I uh, <laughs> so you know, uh, they've sort of stuck with a lot of people and stuff. I think well, it's. I suppose kind of cool. I should. I suppose I should put that little fucking anecdote in. I was in LA. Um, for Brian Slagle's 50th party, birthday party invite thing. And I got sent to sing a Jutes and Tin Lizzy songs with a uh, covers band. And Lars was there and I ended up hanging out drinking with him. And the first thing he said to me was, you, you're you the guy who knows who Ghost is. Who are they? And I was like, well, it's the guy's, from, it, okay. the guy's from Repugnant. And he's like, and I, 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 he was really, really, really cool. And he ended up, we ended up just standing around talking about Angel Witch and Trespass and Dark Star and New average heavy metal, and he was really, no. really nice. People always give him a. Well, I don't know enough about him really, but he was very friendly, very funny, very funny, very nice. And he didn't like kind of fuck off as soon as he stood with me and my friend talking for like two hours at the bar, just talking about 
Motorhead and just, just you know, it was really, yeah, it was really, he was really nice actually. Um, I mean, it, it, it's a very sort of cool. I mean, I, I've spent. I'm almost embarrassed about saying this. I spent like four thousand hours on YouTube watching behind the scenes with Metallica. So <laughs> Lars talking to the fans, you know, stories, signing stuff, and even yeah. it's kind of cool. Lars uh, made a great speech uh, at Lemmy's, Lemmy's funeral. Did you yeah. see that one? Yeah, yeah. We talked about they they let him in from outside to go into the rehearsal room, and you know, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, same with the yeah, with the uh, he spoke at Lemmy's uh, memorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was great. So, you know, what, so, what it means is when he went over to the UK for Iron Fist, I think Motorhead were writing, and they let him in sit in the rehearsal room. They're just like yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Getting getting that kind of like oh, whatever access, I think, changes people's views on fans and that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, like I said, he he was really. Very good, you know, entertaining, very funny, good stories, and like very, very self-deprecating, and um, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was a pretty good memory actually, especially when you meet somebody, you know, a childhood kind of, I won't say hero, but certainly childhood, uh, somebody you would have had posters of in your walls, and you go, oh, actually, they were fucking cool, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm gonna tell you a fun thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, people love talk, trash talking Lars. I mean, you know. Uh, I used to do this uh, all the time. You know, this is when I was hanging at the bars, drinking. And I would say to guys, you know... Uh, oh, the old, the, the old you, the fun you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we were hanging at the bar and we were talking about some music stuff. And I would, just, you know, bring up the subject of uh, uh, Lars Ulrich being... Uh, he's in the Guinness World Records for the fastest double pedal, double bass drum in the world. Oh, yeah. And people would be like, what? No, he's not. Yes, I'm afraid that's it's true. He is. And I would just keep a straight face. Yeah. Saying like like I knew this and this was com the complete truth. <laughs> uh, to, to the point when people were uh, angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like calling me names and shit. Then I would tell them, I got you. <laughs> I told you for me and Runa. Uh, Twilight Gods, Mayhem, Owen Noir, everything. We ne we nearly, nearly were that close to fucking hitting each other, arguing Dave Mustaine and Kirk Hammett. But you know, it's it's child, it's childhood, uh, schoolyard arguments come to the fore of nerdy metalheads. You know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't take much for all that bubbles to the surface. You know, and it's kind of beautiful, really, that you would it still causes that much anger to go. You know, with all these Megadeth, it, it, it's, it's kind of funny because you know he he, he isn't Terry Bozio or that or he doesn't even need to, but uh, like we spoke about on the Justice, I mean, mm. at the time he was considered to be, I mean, in nineteen eighty eight, no one had played clicky fast bass drums like he did. It was crazy. Well, I, 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 I clicky. It depends on you by clicky. I mean, I would argue that South of Heaven, the bass drums are quite. No, no, clicky. no, no, not not at all. Listen to Live on Dead with uh, fastest fastest bass drums or Live on on South of Heaven are in Live on Dead song. No, and not as no, dude. It's Silent Scream. It's track two. Silent. No, scream. no, no. Live on Dead is faster double pedal. I don't think so. Silent Scream is the. And it's way okay. faster than, way faster than no, no, Metallica. No, no. no, no. Well, where's the double, Where which double pedal are you talking about? Are you talking about the end of Fight Fire with Fire? No, I'm talking about Just For All. Okay, where's the where's the super fast bass drum part? Are you, uh, Dire Thief. 
That's not that's not double pedal though. That's just a really fast. Dear mother, dear father, that's double pedal, mate. Right. I still would think Silent Scream by Slayer is got is faster. But it's more clicky bass drum sound. On clicky. Just for all. Oh, so yeah. you're just, you're only interested in the click. I think yeah, so. Yeah, because it, it changed the soundscape of metal having clicky bass drums. I mean, yeah, there's no, no I, click. I agree with you, but that's probably that's also because there's no bass for it to be countered with. You know, there's no bass end to counter that that uh, that tonality of the bass drums. I still think. I mean, if you listen to Sound of Heaven, it's a weird, it's a brilliantly sound, brilliant sounding record, but the guitars are very low and the drums are very low. Yeah, I mean, it's Dave Lombardo's really album in that sense. But now we're talking about. Uh, South of Heaven mix. Let's not talk about the mix <laughs> of South of Heaven. <laughs> Which I think is a great... Where are we? We are we in the timeline. All right, okay, okay, okay. Um, we're on to... Well, we're on to Hardwired to Self-Destruct, which is... Oh, yeah. 2016. Which I will be... I will say is the last album... Uh, the first album I bought since Injustice for All. Like, bought, it's, bought. Why did you buy it? Uh, because I, I, I listened to it online and I went, I like it. This is good. Okay. I'm going to buy. It. I, tried, I think it's a. I think it's a good record. I think there's. I don't like the production. It's too modern. But well, you're hard to please, mate. Um, but I. I mean, for example, spit out the bone. This is. This is a great song. That, I mean, okay. Let's. Let, are you having it in front of you? You want to go over the track list? Yeah, yeah. Have a look at it. I mean, okay. I think. I think. I think the artwork is shite. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible. I mean. But, I think the production is fine, uh, but the yeah. artwork is shite. Yeah. Let's go over the set of the track list here. Hardwired. Okay. Good, good song. Gra like great it. song, great song. Yeah. Atlas Rise. It's another good song. Yeah, yeah. great song. Now that we're dead. No, not so good. Nah, not so good. Moth into a flame. I think is a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, now we I... reach. Now we reach a kind of slump in the middle of the record. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Am I savage? Uh, Sam, yeah, I, I, I agree. Fire, dream no more, confusion. Meh. Uh, which which one is the? Uh, is it dream no more? The sort of heavy song, almost like uh, saying this shouldn't be. Yeah, I think that could be it. Yeah. Dream no more. I think confusion is boring. Yeah. Uh, dream no. I think dream no more is the heavy song. I like that one. Mm. Man unkind. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, here comes revenge. I think it's all right. Terrible lyric. Ugh. Am I? Uh, yeah. Another crappy lyric. But then now we get to what about murder one is uh, obviously a Motorhead vibe song. Tribute, tribute. Yeah. Not bad. But then spit out the bone. I think is great. It's, a, is it's the best song on the album, man. Yeah, it's the best Metallica. To me, spit out the bone is maybe the best. The, the opening three and the last sec, 10 minutes of that of this yeah. album, or let's say eight minutes, are okay. spit out the bone. There's a moment in that that really gets my goosebumps with the... Yeah, it's like Master of Puppets feeling into it. Brilliant. And the singing, uh, but, singing here is some of the best vocal lines. There's one thing I noticed about, especially about Death Magnetic, was how bleh, throwaway the vocal lines weren't and, and they, uh, but here it's really almost like master of puppets feeling to yeah, it. the whole album the the vocals are very well delivered very well punctuated and they're also he's singing across notes and it's the best vocal performance he's done since garage two garage two yeah i think another thing the thing is the, the, we have 12 songs here yeah 
Could I do with it? I could do with eight. We'll be fine. I mean, okay, if we pick eight, obviously hardwired, Atlas, Moth into a Flame, yeah. Hail on Fire, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's say uh, Dreamlock, Spit of the Bone, uh, Confusion, and then two more. That's a pretty good album, man. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you could use so, the others as B sides. And, and then you'd be like, oh, Murder One is a pretty good B side. Yeah, but I think I think you know it's twelve songs. They do don't need that. No, yeah. you're right. But but I think it's a pretty. It's like if I was given it in the context of Metallica, um, it's a record that I would give six, seven out of ten, maybe seven out of ten to six and a half. You know, which is pretty bloody good considering the previous records. I would give two, three, and four. I mean, they're like fifty-five year old here. I think it's you know. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, it is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the, and the, the, like I said, the opening, the opening fifteen and the last, opening twenty and the last ten, are the best thing for me since Justice for All, probably. Or, what do you think about uh, what do you think about the Lady Gaga stunt? I, I don't know. It seemed a bit weird. Like, it didn't really work, did it? I think I, it was really, I didn't really. I didn't really understand the context. Uh, like, what was it trying to do? She seems, she seems a pretty talented musician, but I don't know what she added or took away from that song. I don't know, really. It's entertainment, man. I think it's, uh, you know. Yeah. It's... It, it didn't really affect me, to be honest. But but I, I will yeah. say that the footage of them playing now, um, they're playing seemingly tighter and, and leaner than they seem to have in years. It's just pretty good, you know. Yeah. Do you think, uh, I mean, Mustaine turned 60 the other day, so he's probably the oldest of this whole gang. Yeah. So they're all hitting sixty now in the next two three years. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, uh, Mick Jagger is not playing Demis Incorporated, right? <laughs> no, no. So these guys are the oldest guys playing extreme metal yeah. now. I mean, okay, uh, some uh, priest yeah. maybe, some, but yeah, you know, but they are. But, but I, what, I, what do you think? You think? Do you think it's same? Level of sportsmanship for Ian Hill to play in the law or Lars Ulrich to play Dempsey Incorporated. Yeah, I know what you mean. It really depends on. I mean, don't forget that there were great drummers and musicians, jazz and jazz and blues musicians who played well into their seventies, playing fucking crazy, complicated stuff. Like, it's yeah. not a, it's not impossible if you keep limber. And they definitely, if you look at old jazz musicians, Buddy Rich or whatever, they weren't athletes like you know, death metal drummers, they weren't ripped dudes going, da, 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 but they were still able to, still able to sure, play age 70 did, or whatever, they, you know? Did they play three hours a night? I, I would have imagined some of them could have done two. I don't, Metallica aren't playing three hours, let's say two. But two I mean, and a half, I, two and a half hours. I know what you're getting at, but I, I do think that, um, I think it's possible for Lars surely to go on for another five years, six, seven years. Why not? Because it's probably, I think when they hit 70, yeah. I can imagine them. Then they can go and do the whole Unforgivens and Mama Sets and all this stuff. They maybe, still... maybe it's, it does. It does seem weird that um, you know heavy metal is, let's say, a young man's game, so to speak. Um, yeah, but we, we we are turning into the age of Metallica being Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, sure. No, I get that. What I mean is like, what I'm trying to say is like. Um, I, I still think the Rolling Stones can still play, you know, painted black and satisfaction and whatever. But like Metallica, as you say, to go out and play metal militia, 
at 68, 69, 70 seems a bit beyond the pale to me. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, but having, hey, but said, that, but having said that, Motorhead were out playing Iron Fist still when Lemmy was 70, so or 68, 67. Yeah, true. I mean, but they got to give, but they replaced the machinery as in Mickey D and they slowed down. Yeah. And they yeah, yeah. And, and of course, know. of course. I mean, hey, Lars is not getting any discount here. Well, he doesn't play on the double pedal part, so he's already already taking a discount. Yeah, yeah. I I could see. I mean, judging by the footage we've been trading and watching of their of their new um, the new show, I don't see any reason why they can't make one more album and continue for another five six years. And you know, I think they can do for ten years. I mean, you know. Well, what age? Well, it's interesting. What age? They're all 57, 58, 59, right? Well, like I said, Mustaine turned 60 the other day. He can't yeah. be that older. Yeah. So 57, 58, 59. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I definitely think that um, Hardwired and that whole the whole last five years breathed life back into the whole thing. And at least as a, as a metalhead, it sort of made me go, oh, there's still life in them yet. Yeah, yeah. I think... I liked watching yeah. the videos of them writing the songs as well. I mean, it made me crazy watching the fact that they just write riff by riff by riff, record, stop, record, stop. Yeah, riff. yeah. The fact that they never seem to jam. Like, I was there going, how the fuck could you... T how does Robert Trillo tolerate riff, stop, riff, stop, riff, stop? Like, how? He must go insane. But, hey, you know. Also, like, also, I like his bass sound on this record. It's the best tone. I mean, Robert Trillo is, of course... I mean, he's not the coolest guy. I don't. But, uh, I don't like the crab nonsense and the whatever. No, no, no. I'm not. You know, he, he's not. He's not a clear for Newstead, but he's a fucking great bass player. And yeah, yeah, even if you listen to them live today, yeah, he's I don't miss. I, I, well, I miss Jason being the back backup singer. It was great yeah. the whole loop, but as a bass player, I think he's just making them better. Way yeah, better. No, he 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 holds Lars in the pocket. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. In so, his, you, know. you know, I'm not into the whatever the kind of image that came from infectious grooves and all that. And so I'm not into that. But you, oh, you aren't. I haven't been aware. <laughs> no, that's weird, isn't it? That I would hate infectious grooves. Very strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but you know, I don't know. I mean, they are supposed to be making a new record, though, aren't they? Well, this came out in 2016. Um, Five years. It's ago. 2020. It's been six six years now. Oh yeah, it's 2022. I forgot. Um, yeah, know, it's hard to keep track of time when you're um, living in um, paradise. Living and dying, laughing and crying. Yeah. <laughs> living in paradise. So are, are are we done with all the albums then? And that looks like it, man. Looks like it. Yeah. Okay. So, favorite album, Master Puppets, for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Uh... I, I think so, yeah. Just, probably. just, just by Ride the Lightning. One song by Ride the Lightning, probably. Then I would put Kill 'Em All, then Injustice for All. Then after that, it's open. For I can't me. believe I can't believe it's kind of pathetic TV that we can agree on all this shit. <laughs> the only thing we didn't agree with in the first one was Carriage Days. Somehow, I don't really understand that. But I, yeah. I never liked that. Yeah, which is weird. I never liked that. But so, we oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, because. I tell, told you. So, I bought this years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that you see, like, that looks like a fucking Dio record. 
Ride the Lightning. Ah, Ride the Lightning's in it. Yeah, so you know, this has always been my my Ride the Lightning album. Where is the? So you don't have the sleeve of Ride the Lightning? No. Well, I have the C. I have I have this I have the CD sleeve that I bought when I stole when I was like twelve. Let's make it. Let's make an appeal. The please get Addy a, a sleeve of Ride the Lightning appeal. Only the sleeve. <laughs> I don't need the album. <laughs> Only the sleeve. He just wants yeah. the sleeve. Yeah, um, but you know, I have the CD booklet from nineteen ninety one or something. Well, that's that should be. So we do agree on our rating of the top four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then what would you put fifth? The mixed load album. No, you can't do that. You have to pick one that no, exists. No, no, you told me I could make a one load album. So I that's said you could make be... it. I didn't say you could vote for it. <laughs> uh, it's probably the black album, isn't it? Comes next. Oh yeah. Okay, fine. Even though you know uh, we spoke about this that uh Sandman is sort of yeah outplayed. It's it's a good song, man. But it's just you know you don't listen to it at home. So then what would you pick next then after that in sixth place? It's more difficult uh, now. It's it's more difficult now. Uh, did uh, I show you this one? <laughs> oh, a bang a gong. Wow, what a terrible Bang a gong. What, what year is that? 89, 90? Uh, this is 88. 88. Bradford. Live in Bradford. Wow. The glamour capital of um, Northern England. The Venice, yeah. the Venice of the North, they call it. Here they says they're playing To Live Is To Die. Really? It's very unusual. Wow. I haven't listened to this in years. I'm bad I'm, I'd, I'd be curious to hear that, for To Live Is To Die live, yeah. They're ending on one. Ugh, really? That's weird. Yeah. Well, you know, check out the set list. Blackened, Sanitarium, Four yeah. Horsemen, Harvest of Sorrow, I have the beholder. Okay. Bass solo. Ugh. To live is to die. Yeah. Master of puppets and one. That's a weird set list, isn't it? Nothing That's from a really. Oh no, for nothing. Photos. Nothing from Kill 'Em All. Well, only four horsemen. Hmm. That's a bit weird. All right. So go on. What's the sixth album then? Uh. Well, I it's I, not. I, I, I could say I probably. I probably prefer Hardwired to listening to Load. Really? I don't know. Is it Load that's next? Maybe. Well, maybe it's Load, Load, Hardwired, Reload. Um, I I can't really. I mean, I don't because it's that's it's just that uneven. It doesn't have. It's sort of in the same category, really. I mean, sure. But, but I'm asking you which which like if we, if we put them in order of where we think. So we are we are, we are uh, at the black album and next to that would probably be uh, I don't know which load I would put first. I think I think I uh, you know because I was a young man when I got into it I would put load there in over reload. No, after the black album. Yeah. Uh, and then probably hardwired. Mm. And then Death Magnetic and Saint Anger. Uh, you know, and reload the summer there. Reload? Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably be agree with you. I might put Hardwired up higher because um, I just happen to 
Well, I listen to it a lot more than I mean, it, and then then load a reload. Although I don't think there's a song on Hardwired that's as good as, for example, Until It Sleeps. You know, maybe. No, there's... I mean it's it it no, it's such a different thing. I mean, you know, it's a, I, it's just a great great rock song today. I mean, it hasn't. It's not Metallica trying to reinvent themselves. It just, I don't know. Hmm. Right then. Not sure. Well, there you go. I think we're at the end of the um, the great Metallica debate, which generally seems to have meant that we agreed with each other in the first one, and I disagreed with some things in the second one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> what happened to the Metallica covers band that you had? Do you have any videos of that? Uh, yes, there is on YouTube. Uh, it, right. It's called Melrakar. I'll post it on uh, LinkedIn. Yeah, Dude. We 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 did this is like five years ago, four years ago, or more. I don't know. Five now. This is fuck. This is seven, eight years ago. Yeah. We did Hall of Kill 'Em All. Yeah. From uh, first song and to you end. Were just, uh, you were just singing. You weren't playing. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was just singing. Um, we even did you know anesthesia pulling teeth and. Wow. Then we did another gig like a year later. We played the whole of Kill 'Em All. And four songs of Ride the Lightning. Right, cool. So, I mean, being, and we even did some priest songs as well. But being with your friends, I've never been in a cover band in my life. Oh, yeah, it's I mean, great, I only, great fun. Yeah, yeah, I've done loads. I only, I only, you know, played in death metal bands from 1990 to 94 and I sold stuff from 95 with some side projects. But being, I mean, I'm 30, 36, 7 my first cover band yeah yeah and just doing hit the lights and whiplash and it's, it's crazy yeah 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 you know it's and everybody was so into it you know it's uh, uh the coolest thing is that we borrowed a drum kit from an icelandic metal legend here he owned sort of late 80s tama okay the, the, the real deal he had like nick mensa you know coming from the ceiling and shit all right but we didn't use that, of course, because Lars didn't use it. But so we had like late 80s, huge Tama kit. So it sounded, and we used SM58 and everything to mic everything up. And we had like yeah. eight eight Marshall caps. and Nice. It was pretty much fun, yeah. Well, remember fun, huh? Remember fun. <laughs> yeah. On that note, on that note... That's the end of part two. We have to think of something else to do now in future. Well, stay tuned for Red Hot Chili Peppers coming up next week. <laughs> yep, and then the Smashing Pumpkins. Boom. <laughs>